0: the summer skate studios behind the mask hockey shops present college hockey west live for june 21st 2022 tonight's scheduled guest unlv associate head coach nick raboni behind the masks college hockey west live is brought to you by peterson toyota college graduate member of the military and you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount see us at petersontoyota.com top golf Let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team-building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask hockey shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to behindthemask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza, whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin-crust Jets pizza is better because it has to be. Three locations in Arizona, seven in Colorado, and four in Missouri. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. Metro by T-Mobile. Get 50% off or more when you add a line to a new or existing account. Liberty University. Play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. Buy Burrito Express, six East Valley locations for fresh, fast, authentic Mexican food. M-Drive, natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Summer Skates, whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game in style at summerskates.com. And by Drury Inns and Suites. Travel happy again. Book your next stay at DruryHotels.com or at 1-800-DRURY-INN. College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skate Studios presented by Behind the Mask is a part of the IceTimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein.
1: All right. Welcome in, hockey fans, NCAA hockey fans as it may be. This indeed is Tuesday night, which means it is time for College Hockey West Live. Scott Strandy joining me tonight from uh, Greenwood Village, Colorado, just outside of Denver. And my co-host is always Paul Hornstein from about 10 feet below sea level in that beautiful Long Island, New York vicinity. Paul, how are you?
0: Um, good. It's actually not the vicinity. I'm actually on Long Island.
1: <laughs> I was going to see how sharp you were. You're really sharp tonight, but I love well, it. I uh, love it. By the way,
0: geographically and physically, uh, the boroughs of Brooklyn and Queens are also part of Long Island.
1: Just obviously ah.
0: not Nassau. And, it's just not part of Nassau and Suffolk County. Just in history case anybody and, needed a ge-
1: history and geography need-
0: lesson all in one time. I love well, it. Well, listen, you know.
1: I what do you just, teach again?
0: I'm a phys ed teacher. Okay, so you just have checking. to be well rounded, and, and you know, just I have to let people know because God knows how many times I gotta deal with your Minnesota geography. So, <laughs> love it. You know, I, I, I have to let people it. know. Um,
1: hey, by the way, did yeah. you know that Fargo and Moorhead are separated by a river?
0: Ah. Uh, I'm sure I'll forget a thousand more times every time you tell me.
1: (laughs) And did you know it's the Red River? The Red River of the North?
0: Um, I guess it's not Oklahoma and Texas, so it's got to be North.
1: And can I also tell you that the Red River flows North, not South, like most rivers do?
0: Uh, Okay.
1: Um, (laughs) That's enough enough of my geography lesson tonight.
0: (laughs) Well, that's because it's the only geography you know. Uh, something like that <laughs> something like that
1: i do know one thing though um tonight we're having a great guest on uh i, I twisted his arm he was twisting right. my arm to come play in the golf tournament and right. and get a whole Ordered. sponsorship for uh for late august and uh, i said okay well um let's negotiate we'll do that if you come on the show and uh, lo and behold we have nick griboni the associate head coach of uh, the UNLV Skating Rebels coming on in just a few minutes. We're going to talk some Rebel hockey. And uh, they are as close, Paul, as any university out there Uh in making the jump to NCAA hockey. There's nobody
0: closer right now. Why wait?
1: Um, We all know why they're going to wait. They're going to try to win an an ACHA D1 championship this year, and then um, we'll see where the chips fall. But they are doing everything it can To to put themselves in a position to uh, to be the next uh, what sixty fourth sixty fifth whatever uh, I don't know they're whatever already the new
0: Lindenwood so <laughs> they're already the new Lindenwood.
1: I love it they're already the new Lindenwood um, so anyway Nick's gonna join us for a little bit and right. uh, talk a little rebel hockey and talk about their uh, their season opener which is an exhibition game against the NCAA national champions. Denver Pioneers right here at Magnus Arena.
0: Okay, well, see, they're already starting with the schedule, so why wait?
1: You ask Nick that when he comes on, because I'm sure you will. Anyway, <laughs>
0: oh, well, uh, would, would I do something yeah. like that?
1: Uh, anyway, <laughs> anyway, it's going to be fun to uh, to kind of cross things because last night we crossed over from the USHL to NCAA hockey. Tonight mm-hmm. we're going to cross over from as close as you can get at the ACHA D one level. And by the way, Paul, you know this, but I don't know if our audience does. Um, UNLV is also going to play Alaska. In Alaska, they're going there right. to play them, the Anchorage, Anchorage. Seawolves. Right. Yep. And then they're going to come back home, and uh, Alaska Anchorage is going to play at Arizona State, and then they're going to bust their way up. See, I mean, you already um, you're US already Highway th- 93, and they're going to get to Vegas, and they're going to play UNLV one night, and then they're going to play Liberty the next
0: night. Well, see, you're already about a a, a, a third, of, a quarter of the way to the we're 20% of the way to uh, being eligible for the tournament. So why just, why wait?
1: <laughs> Cause everybody's not quite as crazy as you are. Uh, <laughs> well, that's true. I can't,
0: I, there are a lot of things that you say that I can argue with. That's just not one of them.
1: Uh, <laughs> Austin Matthews is, uh, picking up an award tonight right. as the NHL awards are going on. He's, uh, right. Making his way up. It won't be long until he'll be wearing a Coyotes jersey. There's no doubt about it.
0: Wow. Well, yeah, I'm mm. sure.
1: <laughs> if you think that's happening, um, no. Um, he, he's a talented hockey player who happens to have uh, resided uh, in Arizona for a few years and um, who um, has desires to make money and win championships. He does not want to. Okay, I'll
0: leave it did, at that. Did you really go there? Go where? That whole thing. I, the money part I get, that other part, did you what, really when go he, there? Winning
1: championships? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I went there. You did? Yep.
0: Um, yeah, okay. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Austin, if you could hear us right now. Oh, my goodness. Um, maybe, maybe you'll listen to the podcast and maybe put a few things down on paper that you can put out there that were said tonight.
0: Um, Three, let's just say you were five and I was three the last time that happened.
1: <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. Okay. So, so the, was the last
0: time they won a first round series? Uh,
1: the NHL awards are going on right now. Um,
0: uh, <laughs> I can look that up.
1: Uh no. Let, let's okay. not irritate Austin anymore. Let's just I don't let want to irritate be. Austin. I he, want he to root got, for Austin. I he just got his uh, I want to
0: root for him on
1: He got uh, his award. so let's just uh, other teams. Let's just be nice. Can we be nice tonight?
0: <laughs> Seriously?
1: <laughs> okay. Uh so anyway, that's the plan for tonight. To talk some right. UNL UNLV Rebel hockey. Um I've talked about it for the last couple of years, Paul, and you know uh, my little adventure of last year. Um, And the reason I wanted to do that, and I'll remind people, was to find out how close things are. I think things are really close, talent-wise. Last night, uh, Chad Demers from uh, the Fargo Force told us exactly how close he thought things were um, from USHL players to the, uh, the NCAA level and beyond. Um, and I think uh, ACHA has gotten a bad rap for a long time. It's been called club hockey. I I threw that word out. We now throw a a, a quarter and a kitty if you uh, if you use that word. So we're not going to allow that to happen anymore.
0: Well, but, I think. Well, here's the deal. Yeah, you know, this is. You have a. You have so many more people playing. B. You still have a limited amount of D one spots. And see the whole COVID situation just shoved everybody down. So, totally agree with all the, those. Those are three talent, great points. The talent level um, has gone up when there have been less places to go.
1: Yeah. And in addition to that, um, the, the coaching has gotten a lot better. And, um, the direction and the guidance of young hockey players. As Chad Demers told us last night, that almost every player that comes to them uh, at Fargo for the USHL has an advisor who will become their agent at some point in time, more than likely. And um, with all that guidance and that opportunity, um, it's bound to bring on more players. But, um, you know, and, and I still pinch myself, Paul, because seven years ago, uh, when I started this company and said, you know, what are we gonna, what are we gonna do? Who are we gonna cover? And I said, let's let's look into the ACHA side of things, since that's where Arizona State was coming from when they made the jump to NCAA. Um, I looked at it and I said, wow, it's ACHA stuff—it uh, needs some help. Um, that there's a lot of teams here, but they're not very good, and they're not taking this whole thing seriously. Well, the poster organization for that group is going to be on tonight. Uh, UNLV represented by uh, coach Raboni because they took it um, completely to the next level. You've heard me say this a hundred times. I'm sure every time they go out on the road and I, I run into this team and not just this team, Liberty, Lindenwood, uh, all the top teams in ACHA d one. It's very hard to tell when they're traveling, whether they're NCAA or not, because they're, they're in uh, matching um, track suits, jackets, hats, they uh, they all look very similar, and uh, to me, if you uh, are professional off the ice, you have a much better chance of being professional on the ice.
0: Well, I, I agree with that, um, um, and this is all part of uh, bringing up the talent level. And you know how very much sports are copycat, okay, um, and while we talk about how ASU did things. Uh, and I'm sure other teams were doing it as well at that point, but ASU's the team that made the jump. Okay. Without a hundred million dollars.
1: Yeah. And, and you look at, if you ask coach powers and, and Nick is very familiar with coach powers, obviously, um, uh, if you ask him, though, uh, it was a lot to do with um, needing to be uh, um, that professional side of things, right? He wanted to put together a, uh, a a team and a program that people could be proud of, the university could be proud of. And if they were ever going to make the jump, they were ready because they were playing at the very highest level they could prior to NCAA. and. That roadmap, as we've t- spoken about many times, has been passed down and passed around, and uh, it's there for the taking. And Coach Powers, I'm sure, has his phone number available to anybody that wants to talk to him about it. But um, that's where things are going to continue to grow.
0: Yeah, I I agree. Um, and speaking of growing, not that I want to, I want to just get to this before uh, uh, Nick joins us, because maybe he could throw his two cents in on this too. Uh, they announced the evaluation camp roster for the upcoming World Junior Championship. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that.
1: I have not seen I saw it, but I did not see the details of it.
0: You know, um, five goalies, 20 defensemen, 35 forwards. Um, all the names that you would expect to be on this list are there. Um, it is going to be an unbelievable job for these coaches to cut this down.
1: I think it's time to call Chris Mayotte.
0: Well, yeah, well, we could do that too. I'm, I'm sure that he would be more than willing to <laughs> Well, to, he'll to, have an opinion, I can guarantee down, you that. To give us the lowdown, you know.
1: Yeah, that's exciting, and that's exciting. And the World Juniors, of course uh, – being postponed this past December and January will now be played in August, which again is something very different as we're watching the, uh, that, or I'm watching the NHL awards and I'm, I'm going like, why are the awards really? going on before the Stanley cup is handed out? COVID. Really?
0: Nobody COVID. Nobody COVID. Nobody cares. nobody cares. Um, the, the interesting thing I think about this though is, Remember, this is going to be for August. Now, you look at some of these players, and and I'll just use one player as an example here of what I'm talking about because it might be the most obvious. Uh, one of the players on the forward roster is a young man by the name of Logan Cooley. Okay. And he will probably make this team if he plays. Um, but there's a bunch of players on this thing that have, that are draft eligible this year, obviously. And he might be the number three pick overall.
1: Yeah, some say he could be the number one pick overall. There are, there are, on, there are places on...
0: that say he's the best player in this draft. I, I've seen some of that. Uh, the consensus pick is still Shane Wright. But um, the interesting part about this is... We have the 2022 World Junior Championships now in August and the 2023 tournament in its usual place in December. So you have to wonder just how much of this particular camp will affect not just the 2022 roster, but the 2023 roster.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because they
0: cuz they'll be so close together. And we don't know who's going to get drafted and who they and who's going to sign. And if you get drafted, if you're a Logan Cooley and you're picked second or third in the draft, is that team going to want you to play in this tournament?
1: Yep. All good questions. We'll find out uh, first things first though. Let's uh... Let's take one quick break and let's come back and let's bring on the associate head coach from UNLV, Nick Raboni, in two minutes.
2: More than 140 live games from the nation's best college hockey conference. Ready for you, wherever you are, however you want to watch. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv on your phone, tablet, or stream to your TV. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on
0: nchc.tv.
2: At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. The point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind The Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our Three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Question? Comment? Let us hear from you on our text message line at 303-943-3772. College Hockey West Live is coming to you from the Summer Skate Studios. Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear.
1: Indeed it is, College Hockey West Live. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Greenwood Village, Colorado. My co-host as always, Paul Hornstein out on beautiful Long Island, New York. And it's our pleasure to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. And let's bring in the associate head coach from the UNLV Skating Rebels, Nick Raboni. Nick, Scott, and Paul with you. How are you tonight?
3: I'm good. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks for joining us, Nick.
1: Nick, it's always our pleasure. I, I told Paul that you were twisting my arm to, uh, to to come to your golf tournament and get a whole sponsorship, and then I had to twist back and get you on the show. So the
3: twisting is equal. We're coming. Hey, anytime. I'm I'm always available. <laughs> Okay, let's jump, right that, Nick, you, comment, <laughs> Let, let's jump right into
0: this thing. You're going to regret that comment, I
1: promise. Let us jump right into this thing because you guys have been making news for for a while. I I uh, referenced you uh, from seven years ago when I started this company, and um, you guys just keep doing everything right, in my estimation. And congratulations, first of all, on that. You You make steps and strides every year um, towards winning an ACHA D1 national tournament. You made other big news this year, though, by announcing that you're going to open your season with an exhibition game against the NCAA national champions right here in uh, my backyard now at Magnus Arena. So first and foremost, tell us about that. How did that all come together, and how excited are you to uh, take on the best of NCAA hockey?
3: You know, it's a great opportunity for us to represent our program, obviously, the community, and um, even more so probably the ACHA. I think... um, you know for us to be able to get this game just shows the strides that we've made as a program. Uh, for a team like Denver to reach out to us to schedule an exhibition game, um, you know, it means it means the world to us, honestly, because uh, it just goes to show the hard work and, and kind of um, blood, sweat, and tears that Anthony and I have put into the program to get it to this level. Um, but essentially, they reached out to us and You know, they said they had an open weekend and they were looking to have an exhibition game. And, um, you know, I think D.C. and and the whole staff there at Denver really wants to see college hockey grow out west. So having these exhibition games is going to be a good opportunity to to showcase, um, you know, programs like ourselves with with people that may not be familiar um, with the university or or something along those lines uh, out in Colorado and vice versa. With with us going to Alaska, it's. It's all part of a plan that hopefully continue to see more NCAA hockey out west.
0: Is this where I'll ask it, Scott, because I'm just going to say it. <laughs> I'm just going to do this, Nick. Don't don't take this, part. You you guys are already playing 20 percent of a, a, a qualifying schedule for the NCAA
3: tournament. Why just finish it, dude? Let's go. <laughs> one day, one day. I, I think um, you know for us to be able to get this game to you know, we understand the the opponent and where we're at, obviously. And the big thing is, is us, is we want to earn respect. And we want them to, to be able to, you know, us going into that game for, for for us to be able to have uh, our heads held high throughout the entire contest and make them earn every bit of it. Um, and then hopefully, you know, once the game's all said and done that, like I said, that we have their respect.
1: Nick last year, uh, Lindenwood came over here and, um, Kind of got it handed to him. So when, when you look at it now and the preparation that you guys will do uh, before arriving in, in Denver, um, how important it is for you to improve on that showing? I think it was like a 9-1 game uh, for Denver last year. And then uh, Lyndon went on and won the ACHA National Tournament. So um, is there a little bit of poking going on there where you guys kind of want to say, hey, we're, we're better than that. We're going to we're gonna bring this uh, this game a lot closer.
3: I think that's the ultimate goal is really just to compete at at the highest level we can and let the chips fall where they may as far as the result goes. But obviously, you know, we want to make this a a competitive matchup to the best of of our ability. And, you know, regardless, we're going to learn from whatever comes of the game and the outcome is isn't necessarily always the biggest thing here. I think, like I said, we want to showcase the ACHA hockey is for real and I think that um, we represent, uh, you know, 60 Division One teams who don't get this chance. So, you know, it's something we'll preach in the locker room that, you know, these are the types of teams that that passed over you guys, and hopefully, our, our our team plays a little chip on their shoulder. Um, but also, you know, we want to make sure that um, nobody's getting hurt or anything along those lines. It's, it should be a great hockey game, and and you know, just a fantastic experience all around. Well,
0: not. To, to to focus on just the one game against Denver, um, as as I sit here and look at it, uh, and I think about these things objectively here at, at, from a coach's standpoint, uh, you could you, I assume you guys are looking at it in a couple of different ways. First of all, um, the the reality of it says um, you guys would be the longest of long shots to win the game. OK, uh, I mean, that I'm I, you know, I, I, I think that that's not an unrealistic statement to make. Um, as as a as a coach going into this game because you're using it as a learning experience and an exposure experience. Do you sit there and say, OK, guys, just try to win your shift?
3: Of course. I, I think, you know, we're really, you know, we have nothing to lose. It's not right. an understatement to say that this is a, an extreme long shot for us to win the game. I mean, right. I, I don't even think words can really put it into perspective there. Um, but, um, you know, we have a great goaltender. He's right. big. And when he's hot, he's hot. And, um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, you do the little things right. And, um, you know, it's going to be everyone's first game. I, I don't know if right. Denver has any games before that, uh, even if they do, maybe only a couple. So to, to get a team like that maybe earlier on in the season probably helps. They're, they're not going to be in, in necessarily midseason form, but same as us. But, um, you know, we're very sound defensively and I don't think we gave up uh many goals last year we had to be in you know the top five ten in our league and i think that we take pride in that that aspect of it so either way we want to make them earn every inch of the ice we want to uh to make sure that you know we're playing our way rebel hockey and downhill and aggressive and um i think that's something that that we really stress is not to play scared because at the end of the day you know you really have you know there's nothing to lose whatsoever
0: Right. And on the other hand, as coaches, you guys have also had to say uh, this gives us a chance to say, hey, no game is going to be harder than this one.
3: Exactly. Exactly. I mean, this will be the best team we play all year by uh, by a long shot. No disrespect to to or any of the teams in our league, but um, it's the truth. And uh, I think that having having a game like this early on really, really helps.
0: Um,
1: Nick, let me that, confirm. Hold on a second. Let me okay. confirm a couple of things and you can jump in with it. But uh, let me confirm you will be the first game for Denver. Uh, that's their their uh, first game as well. Um, secondly, is uh, I I saw your fans and the Denver fans kind of getting into it. Uh, the, the Denver fans are going like, yeah, who are these guys, whatever. And, and a lot of your supporters were jumping up on social media and going like, you don't know who you're getting your hands on yet. Um, how how does that sit with you guys? You kind of like that, that you guys are, uh, your fan base is kind of spicy over this.
3: You know, we have a great fan base. They're very passionate. And so, Um, Of course, they're going to always want to protect our program. And, um, you know, that's that's between fans in terms of of how that normally goes down. And, um, you know, for us as a staff and as a a program, we just want to continue to grow that fan base and educate them on where we're at and and what our goals are. And, um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, we've done a lot of winning lately. And so fans are used to that. So, you know, I think uh, they're always going to probably have our back there.
1: I'll also tell you this in my follow-up is that a lot of the Denver people that I've spoken to have said, I don't understand why we couldn't go to Vegas. Why can't we just go play them in Vegas?
3: (laughs) It wouldn't surprise me, you know, if if, uh, if we have a – we have a good showing, and and uh, Denver's happy with that. And uh, we, you know, I think we'd love to keep games like this on our schedule. And maybe instead of doing it at Magnus, it's, it's at uh, Dollar Loan Center in Henderson next year. So who knows? You know, I'm just throwing things out there. But uh, that's the kind of spitballing
0: we like, Nick. That's the kind of spitballing we like. Throw that stuff out there. Go for it. Why that's not? What we like. Um, you know, we you sit there and and. Uh, you know, you, when you're, you're going to, you want to take, you want to play anybody, any place, anywhere. And we've seen a lot of programs, whether it be hockey programs or, or, or football programs or basketball programs, trying to, to, to up their game. And that's really kind of the, you have no choice but to take that kind of attitude is we'll play anybody anywhere, anytime. Right.
3: Yeah. And, and I mean, for a game like this, um, why would you not take the opportunity? I, I think, um, especially where we're at as a program and we feel confident in our guys and, and how we run things and the effort that they put in, you know, day in and day out and on the rink and the, in the weight room. And, and um, you know, let's, let's see where we're at. Let's, let's take a big measuring stick. I mean, why not? You know? All
0: right. And, and the last question for, at least for me equating to that uh, how much easier did it make to recruit when you could walk into a recruit's house or send them a text message or any uh, By the way, we're going to play Denver and three games against Alaska on our schedule this year. So if you really want to see where you're at, this is the place to be.
3: Uh, it's huge. I think that's another thing for us as well as, you know, mentioning these games, we've had several NCAA division one transfers reach out to us about coming to Vegas and, you know, four or five years ago, you never had that even two or right. three years ago, we, we barely had that. So when you add these games, it uh, increases um, a lot of interest. And uh, with the transfer portal kind of being how it is, I think that there's a, a lot of great players out there who are still looking for homes. Um, you know, for us right now, we are fully committed for next year. And we love our recruiting class. And we have plenty of NCAA Division three talent on the roster and some great junior players coming in. And um, we'll announce, a, an NCAA division one transfer here, hopefully in the next few weeks as well. So, you know, I think that, uh, it's great for us to be able to, to add any of these games because of the recruiting aspect of it. And our goal still is to win an ACHA national championship, which we haven't even played in the championship game yet. So there's a lot to do still at this level.
1: Nick, let me ask you this. We've we've alluded to the fact that you're playing Alaska. So I know your schedule hasn't come out, and I know you guys always do a great job of announcing the whole schedule. But um, since that's out there, how excited are you guys to, uh, A, get to travel to Alaska, but then to bring them to you guys and uh, treat your fan base to an NCAA game?
3: It's going to be a great time. I mean, us going up there is – is going to be, uh, you know, an, just an incredible opportunity uh, in that aspect of it. And then for them to return the favor and come down here and let our fans see, you know, NCAA Division I hockey. I mean, I mean, what else more could you ask for? And I think that, um, you know, they're going to have a really large fan base coming down here as well. You know, with their alumni and, um, you know, all that good stuff. So it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. And we're really hoping to be able to get that game at Dollar Loan Center and uh pending the ahl schedule which hasn't been released yet we've we've had some great conversations with everybody over there at dlc um so really hoping to do that because i just don't know if city national will be able to handle all the people that are are ready to come watch that game
1: yeah i think uh you're gonna have a full house but uh also in that week i don't know if we can sneak this in there or not but uh liberty's released their schedule um, a little bit anyway, and, uh, they're coming to play that week as well. So it's going to be a huge week of hockey for you guys, isn't it?
3: Huge week. I mean, it's, it's great that, um, you know, Anchorage will get another really quality ACHA program in Liberty and, and then we'll play them, you know, a couple times, uh, here in Vegas too. So once again, we'll, we'll be playing Liberty, um, you know four times this year at least and who knows maybe we catch them in a postseason event too so um you know it's a nice little kind of rivalry i guess we're building with them and um it's it's unique since they're obviously all the way across the country Um, but with us going to lynchburg again this year and them coming here it's it's fun all
0: right so give us uh, a little now you have you had your 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 camp yeah try out i hate to use the word tryout because i don't know what the exact terminology is have you a had that yet and b uh if you haven't when is it and 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 how many players do you normally get from that that because most of the time when i talk to these acha coaches like yourself uh we had john camp from georgia on last week um he said that that you guys always get one or two players from these things that you didn't expect to, 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 be in your building. Uh, so when do you guys have that if you haven't had it already and, and, and how did that turn out?
3: Yeah, we had it back in April and we had about 40 players. Um, you know, of those 40, we actually only took one um, but yeah. realistically, we kind of knew that uh, he was going to be a guy we were really looking at. So um, you know, we hadn't seen him skate in person, so we invited him out to the camp, and um, he really shined. He was, you know, he was obviously the best defenseman there for us, and um, we're excited to have him as as part of our program. and He's a good player. He played some some games in the North American Hockey League this year, and was a stud in the NA three, almost a point of game guys, a defenseman. So, um, I think, uh, you know, we like to do that early on. And I think by July 1st and maybe even sooner, we normally have our roster finalized, but you know, it's very competitive and we're actually probably going to make some cuts this year. And without having a division two team, it's tough to, to kind of have guys here that, you know, won't be on the roster.
1: Nick, for a lot of people that don't know about your program, you guys, uh, made a great run at a national uh, national championship last year and came up just a little bit short. But this roster that's coming back is is virtually the same with a few uh, big additions. So how important was that experience, and uh, how are the guys taking it in preparation for this year?
3: It was really, really important for us to be able to make that deep run, especially coming out of a pandemic year where we didn't even get to play at a national tournament. So realistically, a lot of our guys really hadn't played um, all the freshmen from that previous year hadn't played any postseason hockey, so to go to nationals, make that run, you know, get that taste uh, in your mouth of, of, of hey, we're close, we're there, we know we can compete with anybody in the country, um, and then it also shows, you know, what we need to do differently to get over that hump this year. I think guys remember, you know, that uh, that UCO game and how we really shot ourselves in the foot. And we we thought we beat it. We beat ourselves that game rather than them beating us. And I think, uh, you know, when you when you get to the national tournament, anything can happen. Um, but it kind of needed our guys needed that that deep run, I think, to kind of to kind of get over that hump this year. And I think um, we're excited to to hopefully. Put another great product on the ice. On paper, we think this team's going to be even better than last year. But at the end of the day, it really comes down to how they gel. And um, I think that we'll do a lot of team building early on this year like we always do. And um, once again, hopefully, we're, we're sitting right there at the national tournament and competing for a championship.
0: How much, uh, you know, we, we see teams all the time uh, that expect to finish at a certain level and 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 don't quite get to that point uh and guys come back and 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 it, it changes their whole approach not in a, and and I don't mean in a negative way uh they get more focused and they get more uh out of what happened and that bad taste in their mouth um how much do you think and I don't know if you've seen it already because uh although i'm sure you're in contact with your players all the time uh how much has that been a factor in everything that's gone on in this offseason so far
3: well we had a great team meeting um last two weeks ago kind of talking about the schedule and outlying you know what what we expect and i think um you know the message on that, and moving forward, even isn't always necessarily the outcome of winning a national championship. It's really on, on what we do on a daily basis. Um, you look at anybody or any team that's been successful; it's it's not anything that happens overnight, and it's one, it's the, it's usually the team that's the just the most consistent in their approach to the game and their approach to practice. So I think um, we we kind of take out of the whole winning a national championship and mentioning that and that's not necessarily the message is the message is, is, you know, what we do in each individual game. And we have 10 goals that we try and hit. And if we believe, you know, if we get to that six or seven uh, mark that we're going to win that game. So anytime we approach a big game um, or even just a a regular season game or an exhibition game, it doesn't really necessarily affect how we approach it um, because we're always trying to focus on those goals. And um, we do that, you know, we'll move on. And, And that's, that's the kind of the way we take it. It sounds cliche, but realistically, you know, if you're focusing on the on the big picture, um, you know, I think you're you're over. There's a lot of oversight there, rather than just focusing focusing on that one step at a time.
1: Nick, I think I see on your website that you guys have officially announced four new players. Can you talk a little bit about those four and and what they mean to your program and what they'll bring?
3: Yeah, of course. I mean, if you look on the back end. Um, you know we've announced uh, announced Jackson Wyatt. Um, he's a player that uh, we've been really hounding all all of last year, and it's uh, it's no secret that he's uh, Cole's brother. Um, so it's nice to be able to have uh, have them both here. Really good hockey family. Um, so Jackson is a, is a extremely mobile defenseman. Gets up and down the ice really well. Um, you know he knows how he knows how to put the puck in the net, and he uh, he's a great playmaker. So. I think uh, having him back there is going to be a big asset. And then you have a guy like Dylan Ford is another defenseman. He was a captain in, in the, uh, the Northern Ontario Junior Hockey League for the Hearst Lumberjacks. So adding in a guy who, who has leadership experience and um, comes from another really good program in Hearst where we have, I think, four or five guys on the roster that came through that program. Um, so, so having another defenseman like that who's, who's, who's very mobile, Um, And then we're going to be adding, uh, you know, uh, Riley Jensen, another NCAA Division III transfer. So we'll have some more poise up front. Great forward, good hands, good vision. And then lastly, you know, we're adding Gunnar Smith. And so is another player that uh, comes from a great junior league and didn't get uh, the opportunity he really wanted where he was at Skidmore. So we had him come out and skate with us, and he really shined at our practice. He has some of the best vision, I think, uh, we've seen from a player that's gonna come through the program and we needed a guy that can set up guys like Max Johnson and, and Jason DiMizio, and we think he's gonna be fit fit in really well in uh, on the special teams, especially the power play.
1: Let me follow that up real quickly with you mentioned Jason DiMizio, and I had a chance to watch you guys play a few times this year, including in Chicago. and um, is there any harder worker, uh, than Jason demisio shift in and shift out on your roster. And uh, I know it's hard to single out, but goodness gracious, Nick, I'll tell you when I take pictures, uh, I look through my uh, lens and whoever keeps pop up my lens tells me they must be in the play. And uh, Jason was in there a million times. Uh, talk a little bit, if you can, about Jason, what he's going to bring back to the uh, skating rebels.
3: I think the biggest thing about Jason is he's a, he's a big game guy. Uh, he really shows up when, when uh, it's it's really important. Um, I mean, in Chicago, when we, we went on that run at the Chicago tournament, uh, he was our best player. And we go into Nationals, and in that game versus Liberty, and um, you know, in the game versus UCO before he was before he was knocked out of the game, he was our best player. I mean, it's just he's he's a guy that seems to thrive when the when the pressure is highest, and uh, he also really pushes the pace of practice as a bigger guy. And you you know, he mentioned his work ethic. Um, He's very competitive. Um, So when he's doing all those things at practice, I think everybody takes note and they want to get better. And, um, you know, we're excited to have him back for one last year.
0: Nick, you have uh, some extra teams in the West joining uh, the ACHA. You've got San Diego State and and Oregon uh, jumping up from – uh, M1, M2 to M1. Um, I don't think they're in your conference right away, but how much does it mean to have other, quote, brand names uh, in, in in the neighborhood?
3: It's great for us. And I think both those uh, both those programs are going to be heading in the right direction and uh, much quicker than a lot of teams anticipate. Um, You know, I think Oregon's already done a really good job recruiting just on paper from what you've seen. And um, San Diego State's got a great coach down there as well. So um, it's going to help us in the long run, having teams a little bit closer. And then they are big names. I mean, um, you know, San Diego State's a, a huge rival um, of UNLV, just in general, um, with with all the other sports and basketball and football. So for us to be able to uh, to throw them back on our schedule after you know moving up for, from D two to D one for us three or four four or five years ago now, um, it's great. And then Oregon is is another really big name, and I think um, those guys up there are doing it right, and they're going to be uh, they're going to be surprising a lot of teams. Um, so I think it's uh it's gonna be a lot of fun moving forward having both those teams on our schedule
0: um i I assume the 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 rival also makes it a little easier to sell tickets for those games right?
3: oh yeah and uh, we normally don't have a problem selling tickets but uh the, the rivalries it it's uh it's fun it, it makes it better um, for college hockey in general and with us uh, you know our the school's biggest rival is uh, Nevada Reno, who unfortunately doesn't have a team. Maybe right. they will one day they got a great new rink up there, but, uh, Gosh. after that it is San Diego state. So, you know, you, you throw that on paper and you know, I think that we would be their biggest rival as well re- as well. So, um, you know, we just want to make that something that we build off of.
1: Okay. We got to talk on this before we let you go. Uh, the seventh annual rebel hockey golf classic. Uh, we opened the show talking a little bit about that. Um, Tell us about that. It's just an event that that I think you guys have sold out like, what, three of the last five years anyway? And um, it just keeps growing and growing. And it's so important to not only engage with your fan base, but also on the fundraising end of it as well, right?
3: It's huge. It's our biggest fundraiser of the year. I mean, I'm currently looking at, at our list of sponsors and I'm, I'm getting excited just uh, just kind of going over everything. And, you know, we're, uh, we're a little over two months out still, which is still a lot of time. But you'd be surprised on, on how fast this thing fills up year in and year out. Um, last year, everybody had a great time. And we want to make sure that we, uh, we as, a, as a program build off of that and make it more fun year in and year out, bring in more sponsors, bring in more activations, um, you know, things things that are, people are going to remember. And uh, we also give out some really great stuff too. So, you know, Rebel Hockey hats, polos, um, shoe bags, golf balls. So, you know, anybody that registers for this event is going to get, a, is going to get a really cool welcome bag. Um, they're going to have a lot of fun. We, we try and make the event as, as quick as possible too. Nobody likes being stuck out there for five or six hours, but we have everything from a helicopter golf ball drop to a golf ball launcher, and you know we're looking into some other stuff this year. So it's uh, it's always a big event. It's something that uh, our guys look forward to, and it's something as a staff we look forward to. It's it's uh, it's something you know we want to continue to build on. Like I said, year in and year out. All right, uh,
1: final final one for me, then Paul can throw in the final final one. <laughs> uh. Uh, I just want to ask you about uh, to give us a thumbnail sketch of Vegas because. Uh, obviously, the Golden Knights had a tough year with injuries, uh, have a new coach now, um, and it's no secret that Bill Foley has now built what he wanted to build, I think, in uh, in Vegas. Maybe he's got one step he needs to go further, but I'm talking about he's got his Golden Knights, he's got his Silver Knights, he's got his buildings. Um, so give us a thumbnail on where hockey is in Vegas after uh, the Golden Knights had a little bit of a down year and a little bit of a hiccup.
3: It's still in a great spot. Um, people love the nights here. And every time I walk into the rink, even this summer, they're packed with, with um, youth hockey and pickup hockey. And I mean, I have a men's league game normally at like nine thirty at night and the stick and puck before us at eight something is 50, 60 people out there. So I don't I think hockey's here to stay fortunately for us. And um, I think uh, there's even more expansion that uh, can be had here in Vegas and I know that the Knights are going to have to open up a few more rinks still per the NHL rules. So um, we're hoping that we can continue to be part of that. And um, that's something that we want to continue to have discussions with for them. And hopefully we can become a a main tenant in in one of those buildings.
0: Um, How much or how many more uh, inquiries do you get from local kids now? Uh, Now that the Knights have been there for four or five years and you know, obviously you guys have a relationship with them. You, you know, you play your games in their, in their practice facility. Uh, but how many, uh, has it gotten to that point yet where you notice how many more local kids, uh, are inquiring about playing for you guys?
3: Yeah, especially with, um, you know, I think there was kind of a big gap there for like the junior age level. So, you know, I coached a, a 2000 birth year team six or seven years ago and, now all those players have, have, you know, been reaching out to me about wanting to play and, um, you know, it's great to see. I, I think uh, in years past, you might have seen those players look elsewhere. Um, but then after that 2000 group, there's a little bit of a lull, but um, now you're, you're kind of coming into the birth years where they're entering, um, you know, midget hockey and they're going to start looking at their options uh, as far as junior go and what's after that. So I think the big thing is educating um, all of these parents. On, on the kind of path to, you know, our level or beyond. Um, not every player is going to play NCAA Division One or Division Three hockey, and I think that uh, there's going to be players that aren't even, you know, possibly uh, able to play at the level that we're at. But uh, it's great for, for people in the city to, to understand what it takes to get to these levels, and we hope to be able to provide that with, you know, possibly some seminars down the road or even us just coming out to these youth hockey practices.
1: All right, we're going to let you go on this one. Any snippets that you can give us on that schedule that we don't know yet? Anything big and exciting that we want to be the first to know about?
3: (laughs) Uh, I I mean, our schedule is going to be released here with our season tickets in about two weeks. So, Oh, uh, jeez. That's two weeks of
1: no sleep, Nick. Come on, man. I
3: (laughs) know. I know. I don't think there's going to be anything on there that uh, maybe surprises you. I think we've already kind of made those big announcements. Um, But uh, we love our schedule. and. We're going to be able to play a, a lot of good teams in the WCHL, and um, we'll have a couple really good road trips outside of that. So, you know, overall, we're just trying to play the best of the best, and I think Coach Greener does a really good job in scheduling that. All right, and the Golf
1: Classic is scheduled for what day?
3: Friday, August 26th. It'll be at uh, Revere Golf Club. It's uh, 8 a.m. shotgun. Don't be late.
1: <laughs> uh, I'll be there early. I'll be there day early. How about that? He wants, the helico-
3: he wants the <laughs> helicopter ride.
1: <laughs> Nick, thanks so much for joining us. That was great to uh, talk Rebel hockey, and even better when we can cross-promote it into the uh, NCAA show. So thanks for making time for us tonight. See ya in August, if not before. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Nick. That's Nick Raboni, the associate head coach with the uh, UNLV Skating Rebels. Folks, I'm telling you, they are as close as you can get to NCAA hockey without being NCAA hockey. So if you're in Denver, or if you're in uh, Anchorage or you're in Vegas, get out and see this team. They're going to be good and uh, we're excited to be able to cover them again for the seventh or eighth year. I don't even know how long it is now. It just The days just keep rolling on, but uh, we'll take one more quick break. Paul and I will be back to wrap up another episode of College Hockey West Live in a couple of minutes.
2: Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player, or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Really, JR, you think you can
0: still do this? I'm focused to hit that target from there. I've been listening oh! to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and
2: loaded. Right. Still got it. Still got it. Who's old now? smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. Question, comment? Let us hear from you on our text message line at 303-943-3772. from the summer skate studios this is college hockey west live
1: indeed it is college hockey west live it's tuesday night which means that's when we talk ncaa hockey except sometimes we need to try to bring some acha teams into ncaa reach and uh that's what we did tonight scott strandy with you in greenwood village colorado my co-host is always Paul Hornstein on Long Island, New York, where, Paul, um, school for you is going to be done in, what, a little over a week or so. Yeah. Um, yeah. A week after that, everybody here in Denver will be going back to school. That's the way it <laughs> usually works, yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, you know the drill on this. Uh, you don't get a chance to talk to our ACHA people very much. So uh, what did you hear from Nick tonight and and what excites you about possibly bumping them up a level?
0: Well, this is easy squeezy, right? Because we talked about the quote-unquote exhibition games, right? And uh, I said I would say tell Nick to just go with the 20% of their schedule already D1, uh, you know, 20% of uh, a, a tournament qualifying schedule. Um, and there we see it, right? He, he basically said it's going to happen where uh, they're going to get a kid from a D one team that's in the portal that's going to end up playing there at UNLV. And there we go. We talked about it. Um, He said they got obviously some inquiries other than just the one kid that they're going to bring in. And, you know, we've been talking about it for two years now, the effect of, of COVID and 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 changing players levels because of it there you go
1: well let me tell you something um about 3 or 4 years ago now i time just kind of slips away especially with the covid years but um they did bring in a transfer from vermont if you remember uh a very big defenseman uh that played with them and boy uh, to me paul that might be the single moment that turned everything in the West ACHA-wise, because first there was a there was an uprising. Everybody said, "Oh, you can't do that! You can't bring an NCAA player down." And then, uh-huh. uh, and and then what happened was everybody said, "Oh, okay, we need to get better because you guys are serious about this. You want to win championships at the ACHA level, and maybe you want to go a little farther than that." So. I think, and I can't remember the, uh, the kid's name. I, I should have asked Nick when we had him on. Uh, but anyway, when he came on board, I think that was the signal to everybody in the West and ACHA hockey that you better step your game up. Or you're going to get left behind. And, uh, of course, UNLV joined the WCHL uh, last year playing in the Western Collegiate Hockey League. And um, they get this year a couple of teams uh, that are not in the league but are independents in San Diego State and uh, Oregon. And, you know, a couple of things that I've seen with this is that you look at, um, you you said sports is copycat, right? Um, Oregon is looking to post stuff on social media. And when we talked to Riley Orr, I said, um, man, you've been posting a lot of stuff. He goes, hey, we want people to know that we're serious about this. And the same thing that UNLV is doing and, and other schools are doing. Um, but then there's the other thing. It's the academic part of it. UNLV has standards to get in. Uh, Oregon has standards to get in. San Diego State has standards to get in. Utah, Arizona State, go down the list. And they can all vary a little bit. So it's hard sometimes to get the players that you want uh, to, to be academically eligible as well or, right. or to just get them into the university.
0: Well, right, because it's not cheap. You're asking most of these kids to deal with tuition uh, as out-of-state students. And if you've been in a situation where you are or have been looking uh, for your own offsprings, uh, college stuff, you notice the difference between in-state and out-of-state. So you're asking for that extra burden, too.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. And, you know, when you talk about that extra burden, you talk about uh, when we talked with uh, Rick Zombo and and what it was like to play at Lindenwood, he said uh, one of the things he made when he took over that job was a commitment to the players that they, this wasn't going to cost them anything to play hockey. They're even at the ACHA level. They might have to pay for tuition and things like that. But that the hockey wasn't going to cost. And that's one of the things that UNLV is doing a fantastic job. We mentioned the seventh annual rebel hockey golf classic coming up. Um, and that's their biggest fundraiser, but they fundraise all the time. And um, they've got a great fan base. You, you mentioned tickets. I thought it was kind of funny when Nick said, yeah, we don't really have a problem drawing, <laughs> selling tickets. Uh, it doesn't really matter who it is, but maybe they can sell them at a bigger venue. The other thing that I think is interesting, and, and this is something I guess I've known about, just haven't really brought it to the forefront until Nick did tonight. Um, there's still a few more rinks that uh, Foley – uh, has committed to as part of the NHL initiative to grow the game uh, and he's getting the franchise. And uh, let's let's figure this out now. Um, the Golden Knights have City Nationals, their practice facility, and UNLV is in there. Um, Henderson has their own practice facility in Henderson in a two-sheet. And then they built uh, the Dollar Loan Center to be that AHL um, uh, game rink, I guess, and they use it for other things as well. So now let's say that they get one, um, maybe closer to UNLV, or they get another one. I know there's one being talked about, maybe even being constructed in South Las Vegas. Right. So if that happens, Paul, as Nick mentioned, maybe they can become the primary tenant there. Maybe. So that means maybe a little bigger arena. Maybe um, in New Orleans. Well, it won't be the Orleans, but maybe well, they. What no, build... I'm saying,
0: and that building, you have that oh, building yeah. too.
1: Right, but what I'm saying is, I think what what UNLV might be getting closer to is, uh, in a few years down the road, maybe they are the primary tenant of another one of these dual ice sheets right. that maybe houses you know houses three thousand, four thousand seats. Kind like of like at Irvine. Them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then they become they become uh, the main tenant. So now, um, Mr. Foley has uh, the Golden Knights in one the silver Knights in one and you in another.
0: Okay. I'm listen, whatever makes my landlord happy. I'm, I'm, I'm down. <laughs>
1: uh, I
0: I just think that
1: that's something that might be coming down the road. And you say, how come they don't go now? And I keep telling you it's a process. And I think Nick spelled that out again. They want to win the NCAA or it the ACHA. Yeah, I, I it
0: doesn't matter. I,
1: he wants to win that. He wants to win that. He job. thinks it's important. And then I also think that, uh, it's a process, right? I mean, they they made a big step last year. They want to make another step, and then uh, then who knows where it goes from there?
0: Listen, that's your job. It's my job to stick the needle in. It's your job to
1: to soothe be the calm, the cool,
0: collected one. Yeah, yeah. I gotta soothe the
1: pain afterwards.
0: No, it's your, your job is to be <laughs> the calm, cool. This is why when you go off on your tangents and your rants, it's <laughs> it's not good because. You're <laughs> supposed to be reigning me, and not the other way
1: around. Oh, by the way, Cale McCarr won the North. Yeah,
0: yeah. Who cares? Nobody. Ah,
1: yeah. uh, no, Greg Carvel. I hope you're listening Don't tonight. Care. That was Paul Hornstein. Whatever. Greg Carvel that listen, said that that he listen, didn't care about Kale McCarr. Uh, I do, no, Coach. Stop, I do, Coach. Stop. stop. I, I've got Only, my T-shirt. I'm thinking if I yeah, ever yeah, get a jersey, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, going to yeah, be yeah, the number eight McCarr. Yeah yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Win the champ. Win, win the silver trophy at the end. That's all anybody cares about. <laughs> Um, um, listen, Cale, the players may care about
1: put it. That, they pro- put, that, put that Norris away, Kale. You don't need it.
0: The, the the players may care about it because it might get them a bonus in their contracts
1: or might get a bigger contract.
0: You can only get so big with a salary cap. So <laughs> um, get your name on the trophy for 75 years. That's the only trophy that matters.
1: <laughs> I love it. Austin Matthews, are you listening? Because you got at least two awards that I saw tonight uh, through the corner of my eye. So, uh, uh, Austin, if you're listening, again, that was Paul Hornstein that said that, not me.
0: I told you. I want Austin to to play well. I I love it. And I want him to win for any other number of teams in the league, just not the one he's on.
1: (laughs) You really just want him to play in the multi-purpose arena, don't you? That's really what you want.
0: Um. Is he gonna wear the right jersey?
1: <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out. Because
0: that Because yeah. that's all. That, that, other than that, I don't. You know.
1: No, he's not wearing the, the the what you're calling quote unquote the right jersey. He will not be wearing that. I can guarantee it.
0: Well, then I don't care if he. Plays <laughs> that ship has
1: passed. I don't care passed. if he plays in the building or not. He might play there in summertime. That might be a nice place to train
0: uh he might he's done it he's he's played you know he's trained in the summertime in in the various rinks around there so
1: absolutely so game 4 tomorrow the Stanley Cup final Steven Marsh right. and myself will have a uh, pro west hockey live report um that will uh will come up after the game tomorrow night i hope to sneak down to a ball arena and see what's going on with 12,000 14,000 Twenty thousand, however many fans are inside that building, right. uh, screaming and yelling on a uh, on a Wednesday night, and then of course Friday night we know there will be a Game Five. Who knows how many more after that?
0: Well, as as you said, the fix is in, and you know the 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 NHL is trying to force this to seven games. So,
1: and and why do they need
0: seven games, Paul? What are they going to do with all that extra revenue? I, I don't know. But obviously the fix is in because you said it. So
1: who who do they have to support with the money they get,
0: the extra revenue they get? Well, just think of all that. You know, you get the two extra games that that could be played in in Denver and the one extra game played in Tampa. Those are three full buildings. The owners of those teams would be very happy, right?
1: And what will they do with that revenue sharing?
0: Uh, I don't know, do they share play, do they share that revenue? Do they share <laughs> ticket sales revenue? I don't know. Does that count?
1: I, I, I don't know either, but okay, I so don't know so I'm, just, I, you can't... I'm just I'm just driving the screwdriver in a little deeper just because I, I, uh, well, I don't we know. See, all know I don't what's know. gonna happen and what has to happen. Um, and we'll let it go at that.
0: okay. That's fine with me and just saying That's all. <laughs> All right. Take it away, my friend. From the Summer Skate Studios, Behind the Mask, College Hockey West Live, brought to you by Burrito Express. Homemade taste, takeout speed, six East Valley locations. Go to burritoexpress.com to find the one near you. Behind the Mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or behindthemask.com. Peterson Toyota, whether you're looking for your dream car or shopping on a budget, we take the time to find the perfect Toyota to fit your needs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style. Available at all Legion Stadium events and at the restaurant at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard. On the NCHC and NCHC.tv. Subscribe to NCHC.tv and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Drury Inns and Suites, now an official Disney World Hotel. Book your stay now for travel starting this October at druryhotels.com. Jets Pizza. Go to JetsPizza.com to find your fresh deal at your nearest Jets location today. Metro by T-Mobile. Get exclusive offers by becoming part of T-Mobile Tuesdays when you switch to Metro by T-Mobile. Topgolf. Play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how. See your local Topgolf center or go to Topgolf.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos worldwide. It's where the action is, in the resort or in town. Liberty University, hockey, education, and faith with equal passion at liberty.edu. And by mdriveformen.com and go see which M-Drive formula is for you. Once again, m Drive. Go to mdriveformen.com to see which M-Drive formula is right for you. College Hockey West Live presented by Behind the Mask and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com podcast are live on the Podbean app and available for download at the iTunes Store, Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Behind the masks, College Hockey West Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network.
1: Very well done, my friend. We'll say a big thank you to uh, Nick Graboni, the associate head coach with the UNLV rebels and uh, shout out to the entire UNLV rebel family for all the work that you do and the support that you continue to give this team. I will see you guys in late August for the seventh annual rebel hockey golf classic. And, um, Paul, uh, we'll just sit tight and see what happens. Cause next week, I think we got administration week coming up, uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and maybe even Wednesday, we'll talk to administrators of college hockey. Sound like a good idea. I'm down with that. I figured you would be. All right. We'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Good night, everybody.
0: Good night.